Welcome to week six on the What Do They Know podcast. There are no more undefeated teams in the NFL as both the 49ers and the Eagles were an upset on Sunday. The guys will break down all the action and Nick will once again try to contain himself as he breaks down that huge win from the Jets. And it's another week with a big change in the power rankings. But hey, what do they know? What do they know? Well, we are about to find out what is going on, everybody. This is the What Do They Know podcast. My name is Nick Hoskins. I'm with my buddy Jeff Garcia. I am going to try my hardest not to make this a totally Homer podcast all about the Jets tonight. <laughs> Jets theme podcast. Um, but I'm pretty, I'm pretty freaking pumped. Mm-hmm. I'll just throw that out there. I'll just start with that. We are fresh off of huge upset victory of the of the Eagles. Um, but we'll get into that in a few minutes. But I'm going to try not to make this all about the Jets. Or you have throw every, that out there as a disclaimer. You have every right to make it a lot about the Jets I today. appreciate that because yep. it probably will be. <laughs> all right, so let's kick it off with uh, Jeff's random thought of the week. Okay, what do so you got? Uh, obviously we have our highs and lows with the, with the with our teams winning and losing. Yep. Um, obviously you're coming off a win. I'm coming off a loss today, so no Saints gear. I got Coyotes representing the a- NHL yep. uh, beginning of the season. Um, Coyotes want to know. So <laughs> let it go. be known. Um, but yeah, my random thought of this week is how much, I guess, these games affect us throughout the week rather than days. I, obviously, during the days we were pumped or or depressed, but obviously we've kind of touched base on it, whether we don't wear any gear of our of our uh, teams throughout the week until maybe Thursday, start the new NFL week. But I know for me personally, I don't even read articles about the Saints <laughs> because it just irritates me to no end. Well, when, when they're coming off loss, because you you hear the same redundant, um, well, we got to fix this, we got to fix that. And it's like, well, just do it. Just, why, why are we talking about just, just fix it? Why are we talking about this over and over again? We have the same issues every week. Why don't you just do it? Spoken like, spoken like a true fan. I know. Right like, it, it's it, like one of the biggest fan statements you're ever going to hear. Why don't we just do it? Just do if it. we know what the problem is, then why don't we just do exactly. it? Exactly. So for me, it, it it affects my day, obviously, and I, I get I perk up throughout the week, but I will not read articles regarding anything um, with the Saints this week. So that's where I come from um, in terms of that. Um, I'm embarrassed to, to admit, like admit how much I think about football during football season. Mm-hmm. Like I it's all consuming. Like I think about the Jets games, who they have this week, who they have the next three or four weeks, like what the matchups look like, injuries, like what, like I, it's yeah, I think about it way, way, way too much. I told you, and like, you know, I'll do the opposite side of things. Like you talked about when they lose, when they win. Mm -hmm. Oh, dude, I'm on social media for hours. Oh, absolutely. I already told you tomorrow, I cannot wait to get in the car and drive to work and spend an hour and a half listening to ESPN radio because I know they're going to talk about the Jets and I can't freaking wait. Like, I'm the same way right now with the Diamondbacks. Yeah. Obviously, with postseason. Uh, yes. Every game after that Dodger series, <laughs> social media, social media. Yep. What are they saying? That I agree with that 100%. You you spend a lot more time online after a win, for sure, yep. because you you, you want to see all the doubters. Yep. Um, all the people who, who stood by you saying, yes, they were going to win or whatever. But, yeah, it's definitely <laughs> one of those things where um, – the win and loss definitely uh, consumes our lives yep. um, a lot more than it should probably. Yeah, no doubt. So I actually, I'll kind of piggyback off of that because I had a somewhat of a random thought that I was going to throw out and it, it kind of lines in with what exactly what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And it's how, it's more of a question, when or how did 
superstitions become a thing. Superstitions? Sports superstitions specifically, right? Because so as anybody who's watching the show can see that I'm wearing the same shirt I had la- had on last week. No. And so I am not ashamed to admit that I'm extremely superstitious with what fan gear I wear. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, I wore this shirt last week. They won, mm-hmm. right? I had a jer- I wore a jersey to church this morning. I wore my Quinn Williams jersey and I had it on this you know this afternoon. We got home and I'm like, what am I doing? Like I can't <laughs> wear this. Like they right. won last week, so I had to throw this shirt on. Right. And guess what? I'm gonna be wearing this shirt in two weeks when the Jets play after their bye week yeah. because I, I it, it does it have an impact on the game? No, no, absolutely zero. But I feel like I let my team down if I wear something different and they lose. Last year, if you remember correctly. The Jets went on like a five-game winning streak in the middle of the season. Mm-hmm. I made my wife and my daughter wear the exact same thing <laughs> for five, going for five Sundays it. in a row, or however long, it's, however many wins they had in a row. We all wore the same stuff, and then as soon as they lost, cool, we got to shake it up. We got to wear something different, right? Like whatever. But like, <laughs> where did that? Where did those things come from? Like, who was the first person that said, "Hey, they won because I wore this two weeks in a row," right? Or you know what I mean, like. I don't know. It's always that's curious to me. Yeah, you're coming from a fan uh, point of view, right? Or are you talking about also like teams, like the players? Well, I mean, that's a whole other thing. Uh, yeah, the, I players, think the players are even worse than we are. Oh, absolutely. You always hear about that, especially in baseball. Yeah, yep. <laughs> go taking the same routes to, to the stadium oh, and yeah. all that stuff. Um, I'm sure it's it extends into the, the NFL with some of these players. Um, but for me, <laughs> I don't I don't go that far. Yeah. Um, but because it's just one of those things where I I don't want to get to the point where I'm frustrated with the game and then all of a sudden I'm tearing off my <laughs> my jersey and I'm like, get out of here. <laughs> what are you doing? So for me, I, I try to be as calm and collected as, as possible, try to be as comfortable as I can while I'm watching the game. And uh, yeah, superstitions for me, uh, <laughs> I, I don't buy into it so much. Yeah. Um, but I can't fault the people who do. I, and it's so funny because like I can sit here and say that it's stupid. You know what I mean? Like it has, <laughs> it has, silly. it has no impact on the game, right? But I'm going to continue to do it because I, I just, I can't help myself. It's a, it's a karma thing. Yeah. Right? Maybe you just think the, the football gods like you wearing this shirt on Sundays. Well, well, I'm wearing this shirt on Sundays. I, I hear you. Awesome. Those are two. I think those are two really good thoughts to kick us off this week. So, yep. um, we are going to jump into our top stories. And Jeff, I'm going to go first. Go ahead. All right. No, absolutely. Here <laughs> you first one. Um, and that is the New York Jets. All right, people. Can we just talk about how dominant their defense was today? Mm-hmm. Think about this for a second. I told you this before the show. Mm-hmm. When they've played Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and Jalen Hurts, mm-hmm. they have caused nine interceptions. Four for, or excuse me, three three interceptions for Josh Allen, mm-hmm. three uh, four interceptions for Jalen Hurts, and two for Patrick Mahomes. A total of nine interceptions between the three of them. Yeah, those are the three kind of premier yeah. yep. quarterbacks of the league right now. Yep. And so, I mean, the Jets defense just—I mean, they—they—they they, they won that game single-handedly. Like they mm-hmm. carried them. Jo- um, excuse me, Zach Wilson didn't play poorly, right? We talked about him he, just being average. We he said did what he needed. He to did do. what he needed to do. He didn't yep. make the mistake that right. cost them. Right. Um, and you know, he kind of just—they just treaded water until the defense made that huge interception at the end of the game. Right. Um, and when you think about it, my, you know, my dad was here watching the game with us. He pointed out he made a really good point. He said the only team that that they've like got blown out by where it wasn't even a close game was the Cowboys. Right. They beat the Bills. They they got blown out to the Cowboys. They lost a horrible, horrible game to the Patriots. It was rainy. They It was like, you know, one possession game. Sluggish. They 
you know, took it down to the last two or three minutes against the Chiefs. Mm -hmm. They beat the Broncos. They beat the Eagles. So now they're three and three. They go into their bye week. They have the Giants after their bye. You could argue that that could that should be a win, right? And then they have the Chargers and the Raiders. Those are three winnable games, in my opinion. So I am stoked with where they're at right now. I would have taken so for their first six games. When you really think about it, Bills, Cowboys, Patriots. Um, Chiefs, Chiefs, right? Broncos, Eagles, right? I would have taken three and three with Aaron Rodgers, much less three and three with Zach Wilson, right? So I'm over the moon with with where they're at right now. Um, uh, so uh, I, I mean, I'm I'm just I'm pumped. Yeah, personally, you, you, I, one thing you uh, left out is they didn't have their top two corners today. That's very <laughs> true. DJ Reed and Sauce Gardner. So yep. that that goes even more impressive against yep. Jalen Hurts. Yeah, and, I uh, mean and the Eagles defense, the guys, the guys that they had guarding A.J. Brown and Dante Smith. Mm-hmm. You've never heard of him. Nobody right. has. I've never heard of him. Right. The guy that made the huge pick in the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you who he was. <laughs> like, I, I love him. Right, I love him. But, Here, get, give me that message. But I, I, I've, I mean, he's not a, a prominent name by any means. Like, right. that's it's a great point that you just made because mm. they won that game they, and they were down a lot of guys. Yep. A lot of and guys. And it goes down to coaching and yep. scheme and the defensive coordinator, Robert Sala, and then um, whoever uh, – I forget his name, uh, your defensive coordinator. Oh, Jeff Ulbrich. Jeff Ulbrich. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, it goes to give credit to those guys. I know sometimes, like, say last year, where the Bills hadn't were um, injury uh, plagued last year. Yep. And still, they they fielded an elite defense, even though their safeties kept kept getting injured and all that stuff. So, it, it you got to give credit to the coaches when the credit is due. And this is one of those instances where you just shut down one of the top five offenses in the NFL, especially with AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, uh, Goddard at the tight end position, and then Swift at the running back position. So it's it's definitely impressive to to see the numbers. And honestly, Zach Wilson, you can see improvement week oh, by week, one hundred percent. So honestly, I'd give it a wash though. Those first few weeks where they ended up with the L's because they didn't anticipate to be in that position where Zach Wilson got thrust into that role again. Uh, prematurely so obviously they've adjusted and they've learned their, from their mistakes and they've i think zach wilson now knows more of what he is yep and and i think yeah. the offensive coordinator knows what he is right. also hack it yep. he knows how to call the game for him right because he knows what his strengths are he knows what he's comfortable with right he's talked about it he said he, you know the chiefs game he felt like it was the first time that a coach trusted him or he trusted a coach mm-hmm. to, to put him in the best spot. Right. And you could see it's carried over since then. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bunch of confidence level uh, growing week by week. So as, as long as he doesn't uh, turn the ball over and make that critical mistake down the, at the end, um, I guess kind of like how he did in the Chiefs game where he fumbled the ball. Yep. Yep. Um, obviously, he took accountability that time. Yeah. And he, he hasn't looked back since then. So yep. kudos to them. Yeah. So I'm 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 ecstatic <laughs> i'm mentally exhausted because that game took a lot out of me right i was jumping up and down like a like a little four-year-old boy um but i'm, I'm pumped so, i was here to witness that yeah yeah and so was my nest camera at home i have a camera that captured that um my next story is the jags mm-hmm. um jacksonville jaguars they started out though, though they were one of the teams that we were surprised with for in not a good way right um the first couple weeks uh, they've won three in a row. They won both games in London, mm-hmm. and then they beat uh, the Colts today. Granted, they were shorthand. Colts were shorthanded, right. um, but the Jags are four and two with 
at least two divisional wins because they've beaten the, the Colts twice now. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've kind of taken control of that division. Right. Um, I still think that the Texans are on their heels. Texans had a good win today mm-hmm. um, over your Saints. Right. Sorry about it. Yep. Um, I'm sure but you are. <laughs> the Jags, I feel like, are one of those teams that are finally starting to maybe level out a little bit yeah. and play more like more like we thought. Yeah, their offense is definitely coming um, into play a lot more, um, especially since London. I guess that's what the doctor ordered. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Home away from home. Go to, go to London, London for two weeks. Yep, basically, and, and they come back. They played well today, and, and I, you know, I had the multi-view for the NFL. T- t- okay, timeout. Mm-hmm. that's the greatest thing in the whole world. The I've been multi-view? meaning to talk about it for like six, you know, since the beginning of the season, uh-huh. the four games at once on the Sunday ticket is like, what a throw the great. Was that a catch? Well, I feel like it was. Yep. I ain't calling it a catch. What a throw. That was a phenomenal Tyrod throw. Taylor. Tyrod Taylor on the run, just chucked it probably 40, 40 yards downfield. And I don't know who the heck that is. That just Number made a 13 for the giants. One, two. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah absolutely. One. Hyatt. I don't yeah. know who that is, yeah. um, but the, the NFL ticket multi-view mm-hmm. where you can watch four games at once right. is like, oh, oh flag. Oh, flag. So oh bummer. Um, Do it again. It's the greatest thing ever. Right. And so I had, I, I say all that to say I had the Jags on uh, one of the four games today. So I watched a little bit of it. I didn't see Calvin Ridley hardly at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know what his stats ended up being today, um, but I really, I saw a lot of Christian Kirk, a lot of Evan Ingram. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did not see that number zero up on the screen uh, a lot today. So they played well. They got the W without, you know, without having a really big game from from their number one wide receiver. Right. Yeah. And I, I have to wonder how how many coaches are coming in trying to take away Calvin Ridley. Um, I'm, I'm assuming he's going to be their number one focus when they played the Jags. Yeah. Um, but obviously the Jags are proving that uh, point mute because they have ETN coming off the backfield. He had two touchdowns he had a today. Great game today. Yeah, two touchdowns yeah. On, out of the backfield today. Um, Christian Kirk is obviously a weapon. Um, he, he led that receiving corpse last year, so it's not like he's no slouch. So, and Ingram, he <laughs> for all intents and purposes, he's a very serviceable oh, uh, tight end. Absolutely. Um, so he's it, one of those hybrid guys. Yeah, he's like not a blocking tight end by any means, but right. he's like he could almost be a wide receiver. He, he has a big um, body. Yeah, he, too big of a body to be a wide receiver. Yeah. So. Yeah, it they have the personnel to carry an offense. It's just they hadn't clicked before London, but now they came back to the states, and um, obviously it's <laughs> that London trip helped them out. So yeah. uh, kudos to them, and yeah, absolutely. I think the the Jags are like like we said in uh, prior to the season, it's their divisional lose, yep. and they're they're starting to show that yep. it is their uh, divisional lose. So, but yeah. All right, what do you got? So for me, I got so I feel like a broken record when I uh, pulled this card again. But the Browns defense, yep, coming in clutch again. Yep. So I, it's it's just an every week thing with them. They're so um, good. Yeah, they're so good. The Browns defense is just so masterful. Yeah. I feel like it's just about their offense at this point. Um, whether they can play up to par with what their defense is, is uh putting out on the field. Um, but yeah, they held the 49ers, which <laughs> again was another top five offense coming in with McCaffrey yeah. And, yeah. and Brock Purdy leading the, uh, leading the charge there. But now uh, the, the 49er fan is going to hear this and say, well, McCaffrey went out, Debo went out, whatever. Right. But I, I don't want to hear that because right. the, 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 the Browns have proven that it wasn't just an aberration. It wasn't just because right. of injuries. They are a phenomenal defense. Mm-hmm. They had, Bryce Purdy basically came back down to earth for the first time. Yeah, he played very pedestrian. Yeah, he did. George Kittle, Mm -hmm. non-factor. Brandon Ayuk, for the most part, non-factor. Right. So the weapons that they did have, 
Cleveland shut them down. Mm -hmm. And so the injuries, like, yeah, you could say, did that impact them a little bit? Did it change the game plan? Sure. Of course. But um, the the, the Browns defense is is legit. Yeah, even if they had McCaffrey and uh, Debo Samuel for the entirety of the game, maybe they would have pulled out that win. But it it still held them down to twenty around 20 points. That's uh, an impressive feat for... Uh, 49ers team that's been scoring probably 30 plus um, for a majority of the season. So that, that's that's a very good um, Cleveland uh, Browns defense that they're oh, yeah. hoisting over there. With Jim they if if, if um, Deshaun Watson can get healthy, he can come back from that shoulder injury. Mm-hmm. They are scary. Oh, absolutely. You yep. were on them at the beginning of the season. Yep. I was not. Yep. Um, and so they look like they are going to be a scary team because um amari cooper's putting up numbers with whoever's back there at quarterback yep pj um, walker pj walker was there today he he didn't play great but he didn't play poorly no not as much uh, as that other cooper, backup cooper, cooper still yeah yeah the guy last week i don't even know who that was <laughs> yeah he doesn't deserve his name recognized um he was so terrible um but cooper still put up 100 yards this today mm-hmm. um he's shown that when watson is there that they have a really big connection mm-hmm. and so i think that cleveland can be a very scary team when Deshaun Watson comes back. Right. Yep. And I mean, this is all, uh, I almost cards align. I almost wanted to put them in my top five today. Cleveland. I thought that would, you're becoming a a buyer now. A little premature. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. For now. Yeah. Well, come Deshaun Watson time is see how he recovers from that injury. If he starts showing that progress that he, they were showing weeks of three, four, um, before his injury, then yeah, they'll definitely be, the team to beat in the AFC North, yep. even with the Ravens uh, up there, and the Steelers kind of at a flukish three and two. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in my opinion, but they're on by this week, so we'll we'll give them a pass this week. But um, and then my second top story is the Bengals being back at five hundred. Yep. Um, so good teams find ways to win. I mean, I don't know where to go with this because. It's like they won ugly today, 17-13 against the Seahawks. I mean, but at the end of the day, the Seahawks are still a very good team. They are a good team. Um, So to pull out that win, um, even in ugly fashion, it it shows that they're still a good team. And like I said, good teams find ways to win. And so I'm wondering if they're starting to turn that corner where where they're going to start. Burrow has said that he's starting to get close to 100%. 100%. So that makes sense. That yeah, I mean, they will only go as far as Joe Burrow goes. Right. I mean, that defense, I wouldn't expect them to lock down um, week to week basis. No. So it, it's going to definitely be a, mo- a lot more reliant on Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Honestly, what what I've seen now before Joe Burrow used to spread the ball a lot more and to Chase Higgins and Boyd. Those are the top three. And now it's just Chase. I agree. Like uh, there, there's something going on with that offense. I don't, I'm not sure if it has to do with the injury where he's just not comfortable trying to pivot and looking for a second or third uh, option on each play. And he's just looking at Jamar Chase's uh, way the entire time. I, I'm not sure what's going on there, but Jamar Chase's targets have really spiked up compared to last year. Yep. I feel like, yep. So, but for now they're back to 500. They're back in, I guess in the, in the hunt um, for a playoff seed. Um, I, to me, I'm sure they'll pass Pittsburgh at some point. Um, so they're going to definitely be in a, in a three-way battle with uh, Baltimore and Cleveland for that division. Yep. Yep. Yeah, they're interesting. We'll see what happens there. So we'll jump into our prisoner of the moment segment, our potential overreactions for the week. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to start or you want me I'll to I'll go first. You I'll go, go first because okay. I like this first one. Okay. So my first one is Eric Bieniemy is going to keep the Chiefs from another Super Bowl this year. Mm. And what I mean by that 
is Eric Bieniemy. So for those who may not know, he was a former offensive coordinator for Kansas City for the last, you know, at least five years since before Mahomes was there. Right. Um, and he was one of those. He's the guy that has interviewed for head coaching jobs countless times, never gets it. And he has always, when people talk about the Chiefs offense, they say it's Andy Reid because he's the one that calls the plays. And Bieniemy, I feel like, never really got his credit yeah, and I, i'll be the dude. first to admit that i wasn't sold on him mm-hmm. I, didn't, I, I didn't know what was going on there how much of an impact he had right i feel like it's fair to say that it's showing now um the chiefs did not look like themselves on thursday they haven't looked like themselves all season right um the only time you could say that maybe they did was against the bears and we all know that the bears are not a good team right um they scored what 18 points 19 points this week 18 yep. um Against the Broncos defense, who's given up, seven. who's given up thirty or forty points, gave up seventy to Miami. Yep. So for them to only put up that amount of points, he missed that um, this field goal for the for the Bills. Yep. Still three nothing in the second second quarter. Um, I feel like, and when you so on the other side of that, when you look at what Washington is doing, um, they won today. Mm-hmm. I feel like no, you could argue that no team is doing more with less mm-hmm. on the offensive side of the ball. They have Sam Howell, rookie quarterback. I mean, they got Terry McLaurin. They have pieces, but I mean, we talked about it at length at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Like, stay away from Washington from fantasy football perspective. Right, you like, couldn't trust anybody. I had no expectations right. for them at all this season. Right, and so I think that it's kind of showing on both aspects, like what Kansas City is lacking, and now what he's giving to Washington from from that offensive mind standpoint. Right. Yeah. And whenever you you have that offensive coordinator with an offensive minded head coach, you always worry because I. First thing I think of is Sean Payne, Pete Carmichael, and now you see the Saints with their struggles offensively, especially in the red zone with Pete Carmichael uh, leading that charge. But I feel like the enemy has always been more, I guess, out there and, and getting more of his due from, from the players, whereas Pete Carmichael never did really get his just due from from the players. Um, no, yeah, you, you always read interviews and nobody would really vouch for Pete Carmichael, but you would read about Patrick Mahomes and on uh, that whole KC offense, and they'd always be supportive of the uh, enemy. So I, I think there's a definitely, I guess, uh, foundation for the enemy being as successful as he has been since leaving Kansas City. And I mean, kudos to him because he he he, he gambled on himself, yeah, to go to Washington to take the same position, yeah, um, 100%. and, and he, it's paying off. For it him. is. Um, I know Washington's offense is kind of hit or miss sometimes, but at the same time. Like you said, it's a rookie quarterback. You're going to have a hit or miss week every now and again. Um, but, yeah, KC, for all their troubles. Uh, they just uh, don't look right. They No, they, their offense looks clunky. It, it looks very Travis Kelsey-focused. Uh, their wide receivers are very not reliable. And, I mean, Mahomes has thrown more interceptions than I can ever remember. Mm-hmm. He threw two against Denver. He threw two against the Jets. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know he's – I think he threw one. He threw a pick six against Detroit. Did he? I mean, yeah. that was a deflection, so right. whatever. Take that as it comes. But, um, uh, yeah, I feel I like I don't remember him ever throwing this many picks in seasons in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it just goes to show that <laughs> there's just not much – I guess reliability um, or, or confidence or, or faith with the, the receiving corpse there. I know Tony got a got a cut touchdown on Thursday night, but Kelsey had nine receptions on my, on my nine targets yeah. for 100 plus yards. Yeah. So th- that's where um, Mahomes is. I guess uh, arm is going to go to uh, all his all his passes. But it's, I mean, the only thing that's saving them, in my opinion, is Pacheco. Um, Agreed. He he Agreed. he's kind of coming into his own over there. 
and it's giving them a running game that they kind of hasn't they haven't had for for a very long time i feel like i feel like he's a skinny marshawn lynch skinny marshawn like when you think about their style like he's just a a thrasher Mm -hmm. he doesn't go down the first tackle you can never get the guy down he's like an energizer bunny Mm -hmm. that's who he reminds me just keeps going yeah yep yeah yeah i mean i agree with that obviously he's running away with that running back position over uh edwards hilaire and anybody else who's over there but big time yeah but even with the emergence of pacheco i feel like that offense still needs a lot more to 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 improve to in order to really be a uh, contender um in the AFC. So but, is that an overreaction? Um I would say no. I would say no. Good. The enemies, right. yeah. I'm on board with that. I don't think it is either yet. Yep. Um D'Amico Ryans should be the coach of the year so far in the NFL. Ooh D'Amico Ryans. D'Amico Ryans. We kind of briefly talked about it, right? Texans are three and three. Mm-hmm. Um they just had a, a nice win over the Saints today. Mm-hmm. Held them to 13 points. Um, you know, the, 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 te- when you talk about the Texans before the season, it, I think their over under of wins was like four and a half. Yeah, probably. And so they're already, they're almost there <laughs> right. already, right? Yeah. At week six. Yeah. And so they are 100% overperforming. Absolutely. Um, and I mean, D'Amico Ryan's is kind of, he's very similar, at, um, when you compare coaching styles to like Robert Sala, very expressive on the, on the sidelines, like a, 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 co- a player's coach. People mm-hmm. love to play for him. And I feel like in this day and age, like that style where you're, you show emotion, you you go to bat for your guys. Mm-hmm. I feel like that goes a long way with the players. Oh, and yeah. um, I'm sh- I mean, I would have I'm shocked that they're three and three right now. Yeah. Yeah. For all intents and purposes, CJ Stroud has really outperformed what any of us would probably would have expected um, out of a rookie quarterback. So uh, whether I don't know who who's to credit for the, his development, but right. whoever whoever that is, whether it's the offensive coordinator, quarterbacks coach, or all of them, um, all they're doing a phenomenal job with CJ Stroud right now. Um, D'Amico Ryan's is head coach. He's really he's really cementing himself as one of the premier um, up and coming coaches, especially first year coaches. Um, as for um, being the leader and. For coach of the year, I think that I'll call that an overreaction for now because I think Dan Campbell should be um, that's a good one the the leading candidate for now. That's a really good one. Yeah, Detroit's been just they're five and one, and that that franchise has been in misery for a very long time. So to have that um, franchise where it is now in Detroit, I, I I would probably give it to Dan Campbell right now. Okay, I'm uh, that's a good one. I'm good with that. Perfect. All right, what do you got for me? So today I saw the, the Titans and. At Ravens game, yep. um, Ryan Tannehill got injured. Yep. Um, they brought brought in Malik Willis. Yep. And he did not impress me. <laughs> okay. So for now, I said my overreaction was Titans need to start Will uh, Levis instead of Malik Willis. I know they they touted Malik last year. They gave him a little try. He did not impress anybody last year. Um, this year, today, let me read you just that. He went four for five for seventy four yards and three rushes for seventeen yards. That sounds good off the page, right? Right. Well, they got into the end zone and or to the to the red zone. Yep. Um, and he took basically like three sacks in a row. At, at that point, you have I know that comes with experience. Yep. But that's something you, <laughs> I feel like you should know, especially at this at this juncture of your career where you're an NFL quarterback. You should know that you cannot afford to take a sack, so, especially with the time going down time. Um, and you're trying to fight for points there. So. <laughs> At, at the end of the day, I think it was a third down where Vrabel was decided working in the field goal. Well, I, I can't see any more of this. And so they kicked the field goal and they tried the onside kick. 
So it for me, obviously Ryan Tannehill got carted off. So I think you're, they're gonna. I said it last week. They should yep. go on a full re- rebuild. Yep. I think you're gonna start seeing that uh, a lot more heavily uh, imposed now. Um, but for me, I'd probably look more into uh, uh, Levis rather than uh, Malik. Yeah, I don't think that's an overreaction at all. I think you need to figure out what your situation is. Right. Right. Do you have two young quarterbacks? Do you have one young quarterback or do you have none? Right. Right. I mean, I we kind of talked about it. The fact that they have they invested a high draft pick last year with Malik Willis, high draft pick this year with Will Levis, and neither of them are starting. Right. That's a little scary. Right. 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 I mean, Will Levis, I mean, he's a he's a rookie. I'm on board with rookies sitting and watching a year. Mm-hmm. Malik Willis, maybe he should be playing. And if he if he hasn't been playing thus far, maybe that tells you all you need to know about why the why the Titans have stayed with Ryan Tannehill. Right. But I think that it's not an overreaction to say either one of them. You need to start Malik Willis. You need to start Will Levis. Right. You need to figure out: Do you have a quarterback, or do you need to start scouting the quarterbacks this year? Right. And that'd be just terrible for that franchise to go three years in a row trying to draft a quarterback yeah. just because you're trying to find someone i mean w- at what point does the gm like like dude what, yeah, are, you, take, what are you doing yeah, take the heat and yeah. probably get fired for that yeah. because i mean drafting quarterback high and if failing that usually puts a, a gm in a hot seat drafting two yeah. and both of them failing I, I i can't remember the last time that happened and a gm still having their yep. job so yep. but yeah and then the second one is the lions will be the number one seed in the nfc yeah, I mean, right now that I oh, over gosh. the 49ers, over the Eagles. Yeah, <laughs> I know. So my first my immediate reaction was like, no, that's not an overreaction, but we just need to pump the brakes. And that's the whole point of the segment. Like, right. We need to calm down and think of it big picture. Mm-hmm. I still think the Niners are going to be the number one seed. Niners. Um, okay. You you could very easily convince me that they'll be ahead of the, the Eagles mm-hmm. very easily. Yeah, because I'm not sold on the Eagles at all. We've been talking about it for weeks, how they have not looked good. The yeah, quality kind, of wins have just not been there. They kind of look like the Chiefs where their offense should be a little bit more potent than it should be. Yep. But they're, they're, it just seems like with every time they play, it's just clunky. Yep. Um, And it's just not as dominant as they were last year. Yep. So, and so no, I, while I think that's an overreaction, mm-hmm. um, I think they're going to be right up there for the two seed for, for sure. Right. Absolutely. Okay. okay. Yep. Um, so we are going to do our power rankings. This was difficult for me this week. <laughs> Obviously, we had two of our, uh, both of our top five teams lose. Mm-hmm. Um, and so mine is pretty different, both with teams and the order. I, I had such a hard time with it just to, because I, I don't see anybody really levitating to that to that top five from that was outside last week i know the jaguars and the ravens are kind of there yeah but i don't i don't i just can't see them coming into it all right so yeah, i'll let you go first so for me i got the dolphins going up number one okay. um they, they they almost had that trap game they were down 14 to 0 to to um, the panthers but they <laughs> they slapped themselves back into reality yeah. and were like hey we're, we're better yeah. than this <laughs> this winless team so they blew them out so that that's the signs of a really good team where you you know the trap game is is here it's affecting you, and you you still put up forty plus points yep. on, on your opponent. So number two, I got the Lions. Uh, the Lions are rolling high right now, um, especially in that division where the Packers and Packers they've basically Vikings, they've basically yeah. solidified the division already. Yeah, th- th- those teams aren't really going to put much of a, a fight for that division title anymore, yep. uh, in my opinion. Obviously, Vikings lost Justin Jefferson for four to six weeks, apparently. So that's. And I mean, at that point, come six weeks, if the Vikings are <laughs> out of the playoff picture altogether, do you even bring uh, Jefferson back? 
So it's going to be one of those things where it's just questionable. Um, obviously, Chicago, they lost just, Justin Fields today. Yeah. Uh, who knows for how long. To be determined there. Right. So it, it's, that division is getting hit hard with injuries, and it's just it, it just seems like the, the stars are aligning for the Lions this year. Number three. Uh, see, from three on, I, I'm not sold on any team. Me, I to, agree. To, to, to be, I agree. The top two teams are, are I think, solidified Dolphins and Lions. Um, but three and, and beyond, I, I can't. You can make arguments for for a lot of teams, but for now, I got the Chiefs in there, five and one. Um, All right. So I their defense is a lot stingier than I gave them credit for. So I think they they've been uh, keeping them into in games a lot more than I would have assumed. Golly, where do you have the Niners? Four. Okay. Four. So I don't know about the McCaffrey and the Debo injuries. I'm not sure how long that's gonna take. Um, take effect but for now i got the niners at four but yeah the chiefs barely ahead of them just for being healthy okay um but niners at four and then the eagles at five i, I can't try to convince myself to put the ravens or the jaguars there but five and one i i kind of feel bad about leaving a five and one team um especially co- coming off a loss with a good from against a team with a very good defense all right so i um I did drop the Eagles out of my top five. I've been waiting for the opportunity. <laughs> you wanted to do I've been waiting so for long. the opportunity to do it um, just because I haven't been sold on their quality of play. And today was finally, and I couldn't be happier that it was the Jets that did it. <laughs> Let me just tell you, I'm so happy. Um, so number one, I have the Dolphins. Um, mm-hmm. We're both on the same page there. Right. They just continue to win. Um, right. I have no complaints about the Dolphins right now. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, I still have the Niners. Oh, you got the Niners. I right? still think that they are hands down the best team in the nfc mm-hmm. um you know i i think that today every team is going to lose right everything every nobody is going to go undefeated so you know today was their day to lose and right so i think that next week you know let's see how they bounce back and maybe right. we'll have a different conversation but for me right they're still the second best team in the in the nfl yeah fair um the three i have the lions mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm high on the lions they just keep going up they they keep getting better right um we talked about it at the the first two or three weeks, how their offense just wasn't quite there for me personally, wasn't where I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and now they're starting to show that. Right. They've been really run happy with David Montgomery. And even with Jameer Gibbs being a little bit injured, um, they haven't lost a beat to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, they did lose Montgomery today. So did they lose they, Montgomery he, today? He went out with us. I think it was a shoulder um, and didn't come back. So he's going to be, that'll be a storyline. Um, cause I think Jameer Gibbs didn't even play today. Right. So no, I'm, he's I'm been, curious he's been out. to see who kind of carried the load. Um, I know after, after Cr- Montgomery went out. So I picked up a running back in the fantasy spoiler alert, Craig Reynolds. Yep. Um, yep. so I'm assuming he's going to take lead, du- uh, yep. lead, lead duties. If Montgomery misses time, pick him up. Yep. Pick him up. So we got the lines at three. Um, I, 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 so I put the chiefs at four Okay. and, I kind of feel about them like you did with the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Like I don't believe they're the fourth best team, right? But I just don't. I can't justify putting anybody else there right now. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, they're five and one. They're number one. They're, they're the Chiefs. They're getting. I feel like they're getting put there solely because of who they are, right? Um, not because of their quality of play. The Taylor Swift. Effect. Um, I am super <laughs> curious. Now they dominate. They dominate the AFC West every single year. Right. Um, I'm super curious to see how they do next week against uh, against the um, Chargers. Right. Um, they have a big one coming up against the Chargers. That'll be a really good game. I think that that could be the game where we start maybe questioning, hey, what's wrong with the Chiefs? Mm-hmm. Um, and then number five, I put the Jags. 
Okay. Um, it was it was either the Jags or the Ravens for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm still not sold on the Ravens offense as much as I want to be. As much as you know, I picked them to win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just not there yet for me. Right. Um, their defense is showing up. They have a good defense. They're holding teams to to, to little to no points. But um, their Lamar Jackson and the, and that offense is just too inconsistent for me. Mm-hmm. And so I put the Jags because on the other side, the Jags offense is starting to come around. Right. Um, so I put the Jags at five. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Okay. Um, so I, I, that was fun to do the, the, as, as difficult as it was, <laughs> it was kind of fun to have yeah. some parody for the first time right. in like four or five weeks, mm-hmm. cause it's been pretty much the same five teams, but different uh-huh. orders. Um, Dolphins, Eagles, and yep. I still think that you could very easily pick both of our lists apart. And um, yeah, put it in the Ravens if you want. Yeah, um, yep. Eagles uh, into the next list or the Jags into my list. Yep. Uh, yeah, I'd have no problem with that yep. at all. All right. So we are going to do our fantasy studs and duds. Studs um, and duds. Jeff's, Jeff's got the studs this week. So who do you got? All right. So QB, Tua, a familiar name, yeah. a familiar offense, familiar team. Dolphins. Um, uh, They just keep rolling yep. offensively. Yep. So he was 21 for 31. Do what you did last week. There you go. Put stats. Oh, 262 yards, three TDs, zero interceptions. <laughs> Honestly, that 262 is, I think I read it as the second fewest. Yeah. I was uh, going to say that seems low for him. Yep. So to me, that's probably the highest of some quarterbacks <laughs> that um, have played all year. So Tua, he, he, he keeps um, performing. So kudos to him. And then Jared Goff. Um, that, like you said, that Lions offense is kind of coming, uh, together yep. with St. Brown, Laporta, um, and all the receivers, Jameson Williams, Williams is back from yeah. his suspension. He had a nice touchdown today. Yep. So 30 for 44, 353 yards and two TDs. So they're doing what they, what they need to do. Um, running back position, Mostert again, yeah, I feel like dude. he's, he's a, he's a consistent on this. He's got like on. 11 touchdowns already. Does he? Yes. <laughs> 11. <laughs> all together. Yes. Oh. Uh, that's just nasty. I mean, great. I think he had two or three today that were like from two or three yards out, mm-hmm. but still. Right. It's, uh, yeah, I, I guess. Well, you got the injury to uh, HN. So yep. that yep. helped boost up his stock. Yep. Um, so Boaster, he's getting all the carries right now 17 attempts, 115 yards, two TDs, and then three three receptions, 17 yards, and one TD receiving. Oh, looks um, like Josh we got some Allen. breaking news here in the Sunday night game. Josh, Josh Allen, Allen just. Went to the went to the turf on a little scramble drill and kind of whipped his head back and now he is out. He is in the he is in, in the, the blue tent and we got Kyle Allen in. Um, so that could be a huge development if he is not allowed to come back in the game. All right, I, well, I think one positive you can see is he ran. To the he tent. ran. He so did. He he ran ranted. pretty pretty quickly to the tent. So hopefully he's he's just trying to to get cleared real quick and come back in. But that right. would be. Huge. That would be huge oh, yeah. for Buffalo. Um, they're already down six nothing. They don't look good so far. <laughs> they're bringing in all yeah, the they, all they the personnel. Brought, like four different guys to the <laughs> tent, so that doesn't make me that doesn't make me feel good about about Josh. Right. Um, like we just need one one person's approval, right? It's like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see where see that what goes. happens there. That could be a big deal. And then my second running back was ATN. So 18 attempts, 55 yards, two TDs. So yep. um, yeah, <laughs> that running game is getting together. Um, wide receiver, I got. Uh, Amon Ra, St. Brown. Yep. Um, came back fresh off of injury. Yep. Um, obviously didn't play it last week, but he came back with a vengeance. Uh, Twelve receptions, 124 yards and a TD. And Cooper Cup. He, if you had any, I guess, hesitation of putting him in your lineup, just 
because of Puka, yeah, uh, Nakua, or if they're going to steadily put him into the oh, offense. He's back in. On uh, Josh Allen's back in. All right, we're good. Yep. So yeah, Cooper Cup, he's back. Uh, seven receptions, 148 yards, one TD. Um, and then here, making a rare appearance on this uh, stud list, Drake London. Yeah. yeah. Nine yeah. receptions for 125 yards. Yeah, he looked good today. Yep. Yeah. So I, honestly, I think it was more game script, to be honest with you. Atlanta was playing from behind for a lot of that game. So it kind of forced them yeah. to yeah, to I, throw the ball a I lot agree. more than I'm sure they're, they're, they're comfortable with. Um, but <laughs> hey, if, if you... <laughs> You put him in as a, as a flex or something. You paid off. Uh, Kyle Pitt scored today too. Yep, your patience yep. paid off Devin's <laughs> future spoiler right there. Yep. Um, wide, uh, so tight end, Atlanta tight ends, both of them. So Pitts had four for forty three and one TD on, uh, and, and Johnu Smith yep. four for thirty six and a TD. Yep. So that was, I guess, evenly split work fin- there. They're finally starting to get those weapons that we've talked about for like the first five weeks involved. Yeah, um, it's it's. I feel like it's more of a confidence thing with Ritter. It's like the whole Zach Wilson thing. Yeah. Do you have the confidence to let your quarterback play quarterback? So I will say, you know, again, that was one of the four games that was on my little multi-view thing today. Mm-hmm. And he he did not look good. He didn't look good? To me. Um, he threw two different interceptions where I felt like Arthur Smith was going to go punch him square in the face. <laughs> like at one point, he like threw his hands up in the air. And he's like putting his play play sheet in front of his face. Like he, he was visibly like mm-hmm. annoyed right. with Ritter. Right. Um, one of them was a, a pick in the end zone, just run, you know, scrambling, throwing off off balance mm-hmm. um, should have been points. So I, as much as he's getting the weapons involved, I feel like he's still got a lot of work to do. Right. Yeah. I mean, that comes with a young quarterback. Sure. Well. It just depends on how long of a leash they're going to give him. Yep. Um, but like we like we've talked about this extensively about whether you pull Desmond Ritter and you put in um, Heineke, Heineke. Or, or you stick with Desmond Ritter. I'm in favor of st- sticking that, st- sticking it out, uh, excuse me, with Ritter, but to each their own. Yeah. Um, and then also number one tight end, Travis Kelsey. I, I, at this point, he's back from any sort of uh, – I know he had an injury scare, um, rolled his ankle, but yep. he came back and still nine percent He played on a short week too, which yep. is always good to see when you can play – on a Thursday night game after you had an injury on Sunday, mm-hmm. that means that you're, you know, you're in good shape. Yeah. And Travis Kelsey's that dude's a stud when it comes to even being tinked up a little yeah. bit. He, he always comes out to play yep. every single time. Made an appearance at the jets game today. Was there to watch his brother lose <laughs> way to go. Um, all right. So my defense Vikings, 13 points allowed two interceptions, one fumble recovery, five sacks and a TD. There you so, go. The uh, rare Vikings defense stud. Yeah. I was, I have pain, nothing to did say. Did it pain you to do that? It did pay me to do that because you know how, I guess, low I was on the Vikings defense entering the season. So it, we'll just chalk it up as the Chicago Bears uh, offense being <laughs> the Chicago Bears offense. Oh, this isn't good. So, Oh, no. We got somebody getting carted off. I think it's a lineman. For the Bills? Yeah, for the Bills. Eesh. Looks like they're stabilizing him. Right. Um, Jeff, the, the Jets better be the second defense that you have written down. The Jets. <laughs> I'm just gonna say that right now. <laughs> I'm not sure how many points they had. I didn't, they were but, studs today. Well, they they were definitely studs. I can tell you that. Uh, but yeah, in I terms of many. fantasy, um, yeah, I mean they had relevance. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know. Vikings had 22, and they're only they were ahead of whoever was in second place by like six points. So I had okay. the Vikings by themselves. Right, I'm fair. sorry, but yes, uh, shout out to the Jets. Whatever. Honorable mention. <laughs> Honorable mention. Oh, I think it's the running back. I think it's Harris. Harris. 
I don't know who it is. I can't tell. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. My turn. All right. So now I get what you mean because I don't yep. have these guys are duds. So there's no stats to really throw out. For That's them. what I said last yeah, week. Yeah. So I get it. I didn't understand what you meant last week. Yeah. Cause like, dude, you have the stats as well. Like you can do them. But stats to give. So it right. makes a, a little bit more sense. Right. So um, my QB studs, um, I got Russell Wilson, 6.9 mm-hmm. points. Um, you know, that game. So there were guys that scored less than him, but I put him down specifically because of the situation and, and the opportunity that they had on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, we already talked about the Chiefs just not playing up to their potential. Right. Or excuse me. Oh, yeah. The Chiefs playing up to their potential. That that game was there for the Broncos. Mm-hmm. And I saw somebody tweeted. I don't remember who it was. Somebody tweeted uh, um, that his stat line was like a high schooler stat line. He, he had like less than 100 yards passing. He had multiple mm-hmm. interceptions. Um, he just, you know, he just <laughs> continues to just be less than average. I know some people have tried to say, oh, he's playing better this year than he was last year. Well, that's a pretty low bar. <laughs> um, and so he just continues to just not not be the guy, Yeah. Um, which I I still even a year and a half into this. I'm shocked. I'm shocked at how much of a cliff he fell off of. Right. Um, so he <laughs> was he was a dud today for sure. Um, second one, again, there were guys that scored less than him, but I wrote him down because his name is never on here. And that's Brock Purdy, Mm -hmm. um, 7.7 fantasy points. Right. Um, he came off, you know, a huge game, a Sunday night against Dallas. Um, people were talking about him on national media all week being the front runner for the MVP. Um, and you know, he kind of, he, they laid an egg today. I don't know if he put McCaffrey above him. Yeah, to be honest I, with you I agree. I agree. But it's such a, you know, we could have a whole show about the MVP conversation. A quarterback. It, it's a quarterback right. award. Right. Do I think it should be? No. Right. But it's what it's become. Right. And so I don't think that even, even though I agree with you, McCaffrey does deserve to be probably ahead of him. He never, mm. he never will be. Right. Um, you can make an argument that, Hey, look what happened when McCaffrey went out today. Right. That's your most valuable player. There he is. There where, it is where was right he? There. Where was he now? Um, That's exactly right. Yeah. Don't even get me started on <laughs> the real meaning of the MVP. Right. Um, all right. For running backs, I have Dave Montgomery. He went out injured, but he put up 4.3 points. Um, so we'll see what happens when he, if he's able to come back, you know, how, what his timeline looks like. He has been a stud pretty much all season yeah. for the, for Detroit. So that could be a big one. Um, and then Damian Pierce um, from Houston, 3.4 fantasy points. He has really underwhelmed this year. Um, he was one of those rookies that had a really surprising good year last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I had him on one of my teams last year, and he did really, really well. I think I actually wrote him down as my sleeper mm. um, going into the season for the AFC AFC South. Yeah, I don't know if it's a constant throughout their season, but today at least they he was splitting carries with uh, Singletary there, uh, a majority of that Devin game. Singletary? Yep. That makes a little bit more sense. Yep. Um, yeah, so he, he was a dud today. Wide receiver again, DeAndre Hopkins, three points. He had one oh. catch for twenty yards. Um, so he, you know, Tennessee is the place where wide receivers uh, yeah. die. Um, oh. He's on. He's been on here at least three or four weeks now that we've done this. Yeah. Um, so and I'm sure it won't be the last. <laughs> um, and then surprising dud this week, Devonte Adams. He's never on this list. Um, Four point nine fantasy points. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's really his his first bad game of the season. Um, so we'll see if he's able to bounce back next week. Mm-hmm. Um, tight ends, George Kittle, 1.1 points. Um, so that's especially coming off a three touchdown exactly. game. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I could have, you were writing high. I could have used that last week, um, <laughs> against, personally against you? going against him in fantasy football, but yeah. whatever. 
Uh, and then Tyler Higby, again, we've talked about him multiple times too, and he continues to just be a dud. I just feel like it's a matter of there's just too many mouths to feed on that team. Mm-hmm. You got Puka, you got Cooper Cup. Yeah, and, um, and they're becoming more of a running team overall yeah. with uh, Kyron Williams. Yeah. So, yeah, that's just taking away touches altogether from um, all the receivers. 3.8 points for, for Tyler Higby. And then the two defenses, both the Patriots and the Bucks, scored a whopping uh, two points. Nice. So, nice. Um, not a lot, not a lot going on no. for either of those defenses. Right. So those are the duds for the week. Perfect. All right. So we're going to wrap up as we always do with our picks for next week. Mm-hmm. Um, mine is to be determined how I did last week. Um, I'm at least Owen one because I picked the Seahawks over the Bengals as my upset. Ooh. Um, and so they obviously lost today. And my, close. my lock, um, I picked the bills over the giants. And that's um, which looking. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, you know, I told you this before. Oh, there's a that's pick, pick on Josh Allen, on Josh Allen deflection. Um, the more I digested this game mm-hmm. this week and thought about it, I told you, I told my dad, I told my wife, I told anybody that would listen. Hey, you told us. Said this I think the Giants were going to win this game. Mm-hmm. And as, I mean, it's only the second quarter, just over a two minute warning. But um, it's six, nothing Giants. Mm-hmm. Um, Allen just threw a pick. And I, I really wish I hadn't put this as my lock because again, <laughs> the more I thought about this game during the week and was kind of digesting how I thought it could go, right? This was the perfect trap game. You got Tyrod Taylor coming back playing his former team, Sunday Night Football. Brian Dable coming up back against his old team. The Giants are are you know not high on anybody's radar right now. No, the 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 Bills are you know they're everybody loves them, but they have a ton of injuries. I just felt like this was the the perfect game for the giants to come in here and shock them. Right. And it's kind of happening. Yeah. So, so far, so far yeah. I mean, six zero it's, it's, you know, I it's mean, the second quarter, a lot can change. It's literally a one possession game. Right. Both can score a touchdown. Take correct. Right now. Exactly. I, it, but like for me, I would, I would agree with you. It was a trap game. If Buffalo won last week. Yeah. So you would have assumed like, Hey, we're coming off a loss. Let's, let's re, Regain our focus, um, and then go back at it. Well, and these guys have a, a terrible offensive line in the Giants. So here's why I say that. And granted, this was this this conversation was from a fan, mm-hmm. not from a player or a coach or whatever. But I had a Bills fan come up to me today and say, "Is it bad that I kind of am viewing this week as a bye week for the Bills?" Oh, and I'm like, dude, I feel like that is bad. Like you should not be viewing this as a bye week. <laughs> and so I feel like that's what a lot. I mean, this was a 15 point spread. Right. I mean, that's massive. Not, that means yeah. that the Bills are just supposed to smoke them. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I feel like a lot of people were viewing that game this way. And I really don't think that there was any reason to be. <laughs> so, again, a lot to be determined in this game. But I, right. I, I have I have the Bills. Nonetheless, I have the Bills as my lock. You're going to be right one way so or the I'm other. Gonna be right one way or the other. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. So I am at least 0-1 this week. Right. And um, you were 1-1 one one last week. Um, so your picks were, let's see here. I think I picked my upset was Chicago over the Vikings. Yep, Chicago so, over the Vikings. Thanks a lot, your lock, your lock was uh, the Dolphins over the Panthers, so that's okay. a safe one there. So okay. um, you are sitting at eight and four, and um, I'm to be determined. To be determined. So, um, we'll we'll update fully next week because I'm uh, hopefully we won't have any pending games um, next week when we record. Right. So um, I will go with my lock and upset real quick, and then I'll get yours for next week. So my lock is the Browns over the Colts. Okay. Um, the Colts, you know, Gardner Minshew kind of showed why he's a backup today. 
Um, he he threw 55 times. He, he threw 55 times. That's he threw 55 picks. <laughs> uh, no, he threw, I think he threw two or three picks. But right. um, he, I mean, that's a shocking game plan, especially when you have Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's just baffling to me. Yeah, so, I'm so I'm so confused as to what the Colts idea was there. Yeah, I don't I don't understand that either. So yeah, I Zach think- Moss and Jonathan Taylor both run. Obviously, Jonathan Kenton Taylor coming back, but Zach Moss has been running the ball really well. Yeah, uh, yeah. How he's not the focal point, I have no idea. Well, so I, I have the, I think the Browns. I mean, the defense showed what they can do today against a, a phenomenal team, mm-hmm. and now they're going to be playing a team that is has their backup quarterback. Right. So on paper, they should win that game pretty easily. Right. So they're my lock. Um, and then my upset, I have the Chargers over the Chiefs. I really, you know, we talked about it at the beginning of the show. Um, I think the Chargers are going to go out, and as much as I hate Brandon Staley. I was about to say the same exact thing. Um, I'm so surprised. As long as, the as long as he doesn't mess it up, <laughs> um, I think that they'll win. I think currently the Chiefs are a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Right. So I'm going to write that down real quick, and then I will go ahead and hear what you have to say with yours. All right. So my lock, so I'm watching the bills right now. So it makes me a little less confident mm-hmm. or maybe it makes me more confident because they're going to be like, Oh, we stunk it up. Huh. Uh, so anyway, we kept the giants who are a one in four uh, football team in, in the game. So I don't know, maybe they'll regain focus. Maybe they, they're still suffering some jet lag from that London trip. Who knows? But next week I got the bills over the pats the pats are just okay. in a very bad place right now. I feel like that game um, makes me nervous. Does it? It does. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. And I don't know. It's just something about the Patriots. It's Even if the, everything goes their way, I feel like they still they can't play a perfect game. Right. Yeah. It's going to be one of those things. And then upset. Uh, surprisingly, the Lions are, are an underdog against the Ravens. What a throw. Nice throw. A dime guy. from Tyrod down to like the 15 yard line. Yep. Again to Slayton. Da- Darius Slayton. Yep. Sorry. Go ahead. Well, uh, yeah. Lions over the Ravens. Ravens are two and a half point favorites. And that is it. Are the Ravens home? Do they, you know? they are home. So, okay. So that's why. Because yep. I don't know how you can. I don't know how you can have the the Ravens. I feel like that's one. So obviously we do these the Sunday before. Right. I feel like that's one that by the time they kick off next Sunday, mm-hmm. that line is going to be completely different. Oh yeah, especially. With bets coming in, um, there's, there's going to be a lot of better seeing that line and be like, oh, yeah, I'm taking um, the spread on, on lines on that one yeah. or, or the money. You said line minus one. two and a half. Yep. Okay. All right. So that is a wrap. That's our picks for the week. That's um, as we sit right now, the Giants are up six nothing with a minute left in the second quarter. Um, about to score a hopeful, probably at least a field goal, if not a touchdown. Right. Um, but. This was a phenomenal week, at least for me. <laughs> yeah, speak for yourself. Sorry about your Saints, but at least you got the Diamondbacks. The Yankees are sitting at home, probably playing golf in Florida somewhere. So um, <laughs> Cancun. Yeah, the Jets are three and three. I feel like they are back. I feel like they actually now have a season to to, to play for. Right. Um. After after tonight today, mm-hmm. um. And so you know they're on by next week, so we won't they, no. they won't lose. They'll be riding high for for at least a week. Yep. 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 So, um. All right, that's our show. Um, Thank you guys for tuning in, and we will catch you next week. See you next week. Thanks for listening to What Did They Know podcast. Make sure to follow us on all of our social media outlets to see future episode details. And don't forget to send in any questions or topics that you want to see the guys discuss in their weekly episodes to come.